Hey y'all, and welcome to Mom Life Military Wife, the podcast. This podcast brings you real life people with real life stories, merging the military and civilian lifestyles with products and resources everyone can use. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey guys, (laughs) I am so sorry. I... I'm going to do an update about this probably next week. Um, I'm going to do like the next two weeks, just kind of this. Let me scroll back. Today you have an episode. (laughs) It's a recording that I've had um, with this wonderful lady with Magic Mementos. You'll hear that today. The next two weeks I plan to sit down and just like basically update y'all on everything because to be honest with you, life has been just a little bit taken back and I like being real. And I know that you guys haven't seen me much on social media. I am just, I haven't found my niche and I don't want to get onto it right now because I don't want this to be a three hour episode, but I can talk to you and ask for your advice. Um, I'm going to spend the time talking with you guys about what's been going on in my life, um, how I'm feeling, just kind of like a therapy sesh in a podcast. And then the next week we have some military <laughs> life updates. There has been, um, Pratt did this new program that the Air Force is doing that Dover Air Force Base is actually piloting. Um, I know you saw it on my Instagram stories and people had like, okay, what in the world is that white rope thing? Like, I've never heard of that because it's brand new and we get to pilot it. So um, it is going to hit other Air Force bases, hopefully, eventually, but he'll be able to tell you firsthand about it. Um, (laughs) The pathway of his career has changed like 12 different times in the past, like three days. So we kind of have a timeline. (laughs) So, um, we're going to update you on that stuff and just, I'm trying to get back into normal guys. Even if the next month of episodes is us talking and us bringing like you stories of things and stuff, like, I don't care. As you can tell. Oh, <laughs> it's been a long week and it's just, it's just been a lot. So I don't want to keep talking. I want you guys to be able to listen to this amazing recording and listen to just this amazing resource because Michelle has created this, this platform. So Michelle Booth is the founder and CEO of Make Mementos, an online platform where adults and early readers can narrate digital children's books and send them to their loved ones. Michelle has been helping people tell their stories for more than 25 years. She has experienced ghostwriting nonfiction manuscripts for clients, including a former White House staffer in the Nixon and Ford administrations, prominent business people and retirees wanting to preserve their stories for future generations. In addition to her work in the publishing industry, she consults with companies on their strategic content marketing efforts. 
Michelle relocated to South Florida where her husband in 2012. She founded Make Mementos LLC in 2021. Her vision for the company is to help long distance families stay connected with personalized ebooks for children that can be enjoyed for generations to come. Make Mementos is ideal for long distance families and making it available for military families is this tri- top priority. When Michelle reached out to me and asked if I wanted to do a book for my kid, I was like, sure, okay, I'll read a book. And the process was so easy. My son was so excited. I instantly texted it out to like all the grandparents as soon as I was done recording it and being like, um, y'all should do this. And it's just, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um, I'm going to let you listen in and hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to see you, um, kind of meet you um, in real life-ish Zoom. I mean, I think everybody that I've talked to so far, I'm like, we're great friends over line, but I haven't really like, <laughs> like this is the closest that people get depending right. on um, where you're living and military and, you know, things of that. So um, Michelle, tell us who you are, um, what you have, and we'll dive into all the details. Absolutely. Well, it is great to finally see you as well in, in real life. Um, <laughs> we've emailed and messaged and talked a lot virtually. So um, yes, very nice to meet you face to face. Um, So about me, I am a ghostwriter and an editor. And I help um, thought leaders and entrepreneurs write nonfiction books. And I also help retirees and really anybody wanting to write a memoir or autobiography I help them write those books as well and so I've been doing that um, ever since my husband and I moved to Florida in middle of 2012 and just love the work before that I was in marketing and public relations. So I I was always doing writing and editing and it eventually evolved into the publishing industry. Yeah. So ghostwriting is that, you know, you're, you have your own books anonymously or is it just like the article things or. It can be both. So I do write articles for people mainly it's books though and what I will do is interview it's it's for people if they either have something that they want to say but they don't feel confident that they can write it or they are a great writer they love writing they just don't have time to do it yeah because they're running a business or they're doing you know whatever else it is I will sit down with them and I will pull the content out of them through the interview process. And then I'll write that uh, for them. And it's a back and forth collaboration. Of course, they'll get the final say on everything. So it sounds like them 
It does not sound like me. Uh, that's the ghost part of it is because I'm doing the writing, but I'm writing in their voice and in their style. So um, yeah. That's and interesting. It, it, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm a horrible writer. Um, and I, I mean, I tell them, I told my students straight up this week, cause we had to write like a, like a pre-test of like where you are in your writing. They're like, I can't do this. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm like, I can't either, but I'm going to sit here and do it with you because we're all going to struggle together. And then we're all going to get better together. Um, oh, that's awesome. But I, it, yeah, yeah. It sounds, it sounds, I think people think writing is easier than it really is. Um, it's a skill everybody's going to need, no matter what profession you go into, oh, yeah. you're going to need to, you know, even if you're not writing a book or an article or something, you know, long form, you still need to be able to take your thoughts in your head and put them, you know, in an email or a document of some sort in a, in a way that people can understand it. So I love that a you're letting kids know I'm not good at this either. It's hard and we're going to get better at it together. That's awesome. I was never growing up the reading and writing person. Like I was math and science all the way. Those were my strong suits, reading, writing. I was always borderline like pass fail kind of thing. Um, It was actually my third grade teacher that started making me fall in love with reading um, by listening to me, understanding me and finding me the books that I would be hooked to. And that's Mm -hmm. something big we pushed in third grade here. Well, really all the grades, but um, really finding that hook book to get you going for the upper grades. And that's how I started my lesson with them this week and actually showed them the book. I still have the book for my third grade time. Oh, that's awesome. And like the one book was it? It's called Olive's Ocean. And it's literally a girl that lost a friend um, or a classmate that ended up not really realizing the impact she made on that classmate and like her whole summer and how that impacted her summer. And I just love those like mystery kind of, um, you never know what's going to happen. You didn't realize like surprising kind of things and it had a little bit of romance in it and, but not too much for like a third, fourth grader, but like right, enough to right. be like, oh, like the silly, yeah. um, and everything. And it was something I loved. And so like every now and then when I'm like, I want to read something, but I really don't want to read right now. I just pull that book out and reread it. Even though I probably have the whole thing memorized by now. Um, so it's really kudos to your teacher for, um, you know, wow. That some teachers that, that, that she dialed in on that and Mm -hmm. and took the time to find what was going to, make that connection for you. I love that. Yeah. Um, I, I told my students that I said, you know, it's really funny the day that it happened. Um, my teacher, it was actually a guy, um, which surprised all my kids that I had a male teacher, which they're rare. Um, but they, they exist. Yes, they do. (laughs) Uh, He, he sat me in our reading corner and said, don't move until you finish the first two chapters. And I wanted to stop my feet, roll my eyes, whatever. And, I skipped math and science that day, my two favorite subjects, wow. because I couldn't stop reading the book. Oh, and awesome. he, he came back over, like he'd check on me every now and then I would ignore him. And I, he finally came back over to me when it was about done. 
He's like, okay, so how are the first two chapters thinking it took me that long to read it? I said, well, actually I read the whole book. Um, is there another version like a sequel to this? And he was like, wait a minute, wait a second. <laughs> so I kept rereading that one a lot that year. And then I'd find a little bit here and there. I liked graphic novels because it didn't have a lot of okay. words. Okay. I feel like part of me was dyslexic growing up, but not to the extreme, like I needed support, but more like. I'm just getting a lot of things backwards. I have to reread it over and over again. I still struggle okay. with that. Like I have to take things in chunks and then go back sometimes yeah. and reread it. Or if I take too many breaks, it's, I'm trying to do good with my kids and do a little bit better of making them love reading. Um, so they don't end up like me, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you actually have done something amazing for kids. Um, and families in general to connect reading literacy um, to families, no matter where you are, they can um, support reading um, those reading skills, those literacy skills, the, for kids to see that the adults love to read um, and those things too. Um, you created this amazing company. Um, I'd love you to tell us what it is. Um, why you wanted to create it. Um, and then we can get into the, how somebody could make their own little book. Sure. Sure. So going back a little bit, you know, I help people with their memoirs and autobiographies and part of the process, really, no matter what book I'm working on with people is the interview process. And so I record all of the interviews and use that content to then create the book. And in doing that often enough and with, with enough people, I started, I have this unexplained, <clears throat> excuse me, unexplained love of children's books. Mm -hmm. um, I've always loved children's books. I was babysitting my friend's kids one time, reading them bedtime stories, and the little boy said, can we be done? Like, can I go to bed now? That's, I love reading <laughs> children's books to little kids. So I sort of married these two things, my unexplained love of children's books and, you know, helping people leave their legacy through their story. And so one way to do that, obviously, is through the print book. But then we also like you get a voicemail from somebody that's special in some way and you mm -hmm. save that voicemail so you can hear it again whenever you want to. Um, it doesn't have to be long drawn out, just a little voicemail that's meaningful to you. And so you have that person's voice for, forever. You've captured it and you can take it with you and, and hear it whenever you want. And so that's sort of how Make Mementos came about is What's another way for a grandparent, adult, an adult, any adult to connect with a child, connect with a grandchild and leave a legacy? And so Make Mementos is basically where, um, you know, it's perfect for long distance families. Obviously, you don't have to be a long distance family, um, but it's great for long distance families. It's great because it helps busy families like yourself mm -hmm. when you're trying to juggle 
mom, spouse, work. Um, so there's a lot of different ways it can be used, a lot of different audiences that it can help. But the big picture idea behind it all was connecting families through storytelling in a way that can be passed on to future generations. So preserving that person's voice. Um, I'm all about the print book. I love print books, but there's nothing like being able to hear somebody's voice. Yeah. That you, somebody that you love and somebody that you know. Yeah, we did. Um, when my husband left for basic, we recorded his voice reading a couple books. I mean, my son was not even one yet, but we just kind of had that like voice there so that he could hear him um, just on the phone because it was like, we didn't want my son in that developmental age to forget who his dad was. Um, I mean, he was only yeah. gone for like five months, but still like that was a very crucial a part kid. of my son's life that yeah. he won't ever remember his dad being gone at that po- moment. But like, if I didn't do what I did, he may have forgotten who this person was when he just shows back up at our door. Right. And so using the pictures, using, um, we went to build a bear and put sound in the bear so he could hear him say, yeah. I love you every night and um, have a couple of like the recorded books. But if I had and known that's about exactly, yeah, if I, if I yeah. had known about this, you know, then too, he, when he got to tech school, when he got done with basic and had a phone back, he could have recorded more stuff and, um, and not had to worry about going to buy a book and keeping it with him or, um, me shipping books to him or something and him never getting it in time. And, yeah. So I just, I love that idea. Yeah. So I didn't really get into the nuts and bolts, but basically make mementos is where you, it's all digital mm-hmm. and someone goes online to the website and chooses a children's ebook. And then you're able, you purchase the ebook and then you're able to narrate the book and send it to a child. And so, um, they are reading the book. When they get it, they download it to a tablet or phone. So it's an ebook for them and they're seeing the illustrations and the words, but they're also hearing their loved one near, um, read the story to them. So yes, absolutely. Like, you know, I tell people it's all about, you know, especially military families. We want people to be unforgettable. We want people to sound familiar. So when a dad is deployed uh, or a mom is deployed for whatever length of time, because it is such a critical age for kids, you know, um, to be away from a parent, this is a way for a mom or a dad to still read a story to a child and sound familiar that child will know the person's voice so when mom and dad does come back um just exactly what you did with your son the voice is familiar to them it's not a stranger coming back you know they know the person's voice and then there's also a short little video component at the very beginning you get to record a video message so um they're also able to see mom or dad um, reading them a story and I really, um, you know, especially for military families, just because you guys are 
you know, you're deployed, you're separated from family. So not just for mom and dad and the the spouses, but also, you know, obviously aunts, uncles, Mm -hmm. grandparents. Um, And then when your kids get old enough to be of a reading age, they can also choose a book and read it, practice their reading skills and send it to dad or mom or grandparents or, you know, whomever. So yeah, I did. Um, I always cringe at the sound of my voice, like with the recordings and things. And my, so my, I did record one for my son and, um, he has it on his tablet and every time he opens it, I always hear, Hey buddy, it's mom. And every time I hear it across the room, like, Oh gosh, please don't like, I want you to read it, but please don't. No, but he loves (laughs) it. He does. And sometimes he just wants to play that beginning thing. Like, Hey, but you know, we're going to read about donuts and, um, and he'll go through them and um it's really it's it's really cute and it's a very easy process um even with somebody i mean i'm i, I enjoy technology technology is my friend um i know that's not heard from a lot of people but it's actually very easy to do um and like you said downloading it like everything was sent to me very quickly and just putting it together i don't think y'all could have made it any more clear to like how to do it and how to be successful and send it to, um, the kid in your life. Um, I sent it to all the grandparents. I don't, he's got several grandparents. Cause like my dad remarried, my mom is dating, um, Prez, Prez, my husband's mom remarried. So they, we got a little extra bonus grandparents in there. The so. Grandparent love going on. Yeah. And he's got, um, Oh, for, like six aunts and um, two, oh, seven aunts and two uncles and more possibly joining the fam, like, you know, with talks of marriage in the future and stuff. And it's um, our family's ever growing and our family's like a huge unit. It's not just like Pratt's family and my family. Like we're all, we always do stuff together. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're 12 hours away and we wish we could see them often, but we don't. Right. He'll FaceTime them and talk with them, but having a book together is a lot different than um, just the typical, hey, how are you doing? Okay, let's watch YouTube videos together. Well, kind of yeah, thing. and FaceTime's, don't get me wrong, FaceTime is great for families. It helps people keep connected. I'm not saying anything against that but I also know from personal experience um, we have a niece that lives almost all the way across the country who is young and she has zero interest right now in sitting still for a FaceTime she wants to be going and do it she's a a kid she's active so um, it's hard to get children that are younger a interested in a FaceTime and B to get them to sit still long enough, you know, to have that connection of any sort. So this is when we FaceTime, um, normally breakfast time, we FaceTime my mother and my grandmother. And sometimes at dinner, we'll FaceTime, um, my husband's mother, but I have like my phone locked and we have it set on a, we have like a little like phone stand. We have at the kitchen table that we'll have it on. That's the only time we can get him to sit still. Otherwise, he Meal takes time. the phone with him. Yep. Takes yep. the phone with him and he puts it somewhere so they can play with him. 
but on his nice. tablet, he has um, Facebook Messenger for kids. Okay. So um, I recently found out that this could happen because one of my former students added me to it. Um, and you can, the parent can create Facebook Messenger for their child, like create a little profile. And I control who he gets to add onto it. So it's not just okay. like some random person that's going to Facebook Good. message you. He Good. can't go. He can't go add people. If he wants to request somebody, he can. And I get notified um, okay. and ordered to add him and stuff. So it's nice. And he can play games with the people. But he'll go on there in the afternoon. He'll call my mom or he'll call his BB, which is Pratt's mom. And um. <laughs> And then he'll get them on there. How are you doing? And then like go out of it to go watch YouTube with them. He thinks mm-hmm. they're seeing everything on his screen. Okay. So yeah. a lot of times he's just like wants them there, like sitting with right. him. Yeah. And he's playing his game doing and they'll, you know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm coloring with red today. And, or I'm watching YouTube and, um, or I'm reading a book, and, you know, like whatever. And they'll talk with him. But I mean, seeing the his face light up when he opens a video and it's um, a familiar face and then a book and he can hear that person with that book. Yeah. My, my son does love reading. Um, we change out our books downstairs are all seasonal books. They change out every month. And then oh, nice. um, he's got a whole bookshelf upstairs of tons of different sound books, regular books, um, those big like five minute story books. His obsession right now is the brown bear, brown bear, um, what do you hear? Or what do you see? And then the polar bear, polar bear, what do you hear? And he has those two memorized. So he'll read them to you. And it's just, it's, it's awesome watching kids, no matter what their age, be excited about literacy for some coming from somebody who hated it is just yeah. amazing. And, um, when I first, when you reached out and you, um, were telling me about it, it's like, Hey, you know, try it out, see what you think. Um, I was like, okay, you know, let's see. And it was, I got so excited to be able to use this, share this, create some for my friends that moved away and they took their kids away from me. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like as a part of our military, it's not just, um, yeah. we're moving away from our families, but then we get somewhere, we establish the new families and then they move away. Yeah, And so even having like those opportunities to build um, a bookshelf, so to say, digitally for our children. And I absolutely just love that. And that's what it's all about, really, is just maintaining those connections, because for whatever reason, even if it's, you know, Shelby is a busy mom, you're working, you're, you know, you're building this podcast. you're able to record a book for your own child Mm -hmm. or like you said you can do it for friends that you are you know they've moved away and you just are missing them and it's like hey let me just take you know 10-15 minutes and go and record this book for you let you know I'm thinking about you doesn't have to be a special occasion it can be just because and they're able you know, they get to keep that book forever Yeah, they get to watch it and listen to it as many times as they want. Um, and, you know, so when they're missing you, they can pull that out and see you and hear your voice. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm- yeah. 
I love and that I, you use it that way. <laughs> and it, it can it can be for all. I mean, I couldn't probably personally do it with my classroom because just knowing the um, economic levels of our families and, you know, where we live, but some teachers could use this for their own classroom and have it on their own, like tablets and things and have parents and then videos and stuff. So, um, we do have, um, we do have some e-cards now we're starting to build an e-card library. Um, and we had the cutest, um, for the end of school, um, this past school year, it's called our beloved teacher. It's an e-card. <laughs> and so little kids, you know, for an end of year, thank you gift for teachers. Uh, you know, what do you get a teacher? You know, how do you thank them for all their work? And so some kids um, were able to record themselves and then narrate this. Yeah, you know, I think it was two or four pages um, of a little, you know, our beloved teacher and just a, the feedback that I get from the parents and then B, the feedback I get from the teachers. It's like, that's what it's all about. It's just, you know, the teachers are like just blown away that their little student who had been struggling with reading yeah. all year now is able to, you know, breeze through this thing um, so easily. And yeah, so just going back to what you're saying. Yeah, we do have um, e-cards and absolutely it could be a classroom project. It could be um, a thank you gift. You know, there's a lot of different ways. Yeah. the That was actually um, one of my next questions with you. What else are y'all planning or doing and um, knowing that you have options for e-cards and books? Is there anything else that y'all are like hoping to add or wanting to do or just keep adding more books? So definitely adding more books. And I want to take this opportunity to say um, to any military authors out there listening to this podcast, if you have written a children's book and you're interested in putting it on the Make Mementos platform, please let me know. I thought uh, it would be so easy to, you know, add military books to the Make Mementos collection. And the authors, the military authors that I've talked to either are um, in the process of redoing their book or their book's not quite out just yet. It's gonna be either you know this fall or next year. Um, so I am always on the lookout for new books. And especially I want to add books by military authors to the to, to the collection. So it's um, for kids 10 and under. So Shelby, if you know of anybody or if anybody listening, you know, you are welcome to get in touch with us. Um, happy to take a look at what you have because always trying to grow the library. But um, as far as features go, I have a laundry list of features <laughs> that I want to add. So um yeah, I, there's all kinds of different ideas and um, things that we have in store. Probably our latest update is now people are able to do the whole thing from a tablet. So okay. before you could buy your book, 
um, using your tablet, but you had to do all the recording either on a laptop or desktop. And now we made it so that you could do the whole process from a tablet. So you can yeah. go to the website and buy a book and then you can use your tablet to narrate it and send it. So you still can't do it on the phone. Um, and the reason for that, I know everybody's on their phone, but um, the way that it is built currently, it would be impossible to read the text. You'd have to zoom way out yeah. to read it. And it just doesn't function correctly on the phone. Um, but you can now record on a tablet. So we just launched that uh, in the past few weeks. That's awesome. Yeah, I... Um... I mean, I did mine for my computer. Uh, my son uses the tablet, but I do know people that don't, that use iPads instead of computers and, and things. So that's pretty, um, I like that the addition and yeah, I, even some of the things on my phone, I'm still zooming in, zooming out, yeah, <laughs> doing all the things. Um, cause it's just a mess, but I actually was sitting here making a little list. I do have several, um, military spouse friends that have, um, oh, good. books, um, that they shouldn't be in the process of updating, but, um, and I actually know a couple people that are about to launch their books, um, like in the next couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm I have yeah. my little list and like, yeah. all right, I need to get these, um, the information on these people and, um, send it over to you. Cause yeah. It would be fun seeing theirs on there because there is everything from deployments to PCSing to awesome. um, yes. just experiences um, for the different like jobs and things that um, yes, the kids have to go through. because it's such a unique experience. You know, we were talking about this earlier that being in that military community, unless you're in it, you don't know what it's like. And so for children going through it, um, they need books out there that say this is what's what it's about. This is and this is how we work and this is how it all goes and it's normal and it's good. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, because I was talking with one um, military mom who was saying one of the challenges for her family has been it's one thing for you know, when her husband gets deployed, um, she knows how to stay connected with him as on a, you know, adult relationship. Her challenge is how do I involve my kids in this long distance communication yeah. in a way that works? And so that's what she's found helpful is that this is a tool that her kids can use and be a part of this deployment and this communication process. That's awesome. Cause it is hard for kids because yeah. you guys move so often and yeah, yeah it's a whole different life. So the, um, I know once you've create your recording and stuff, it sends you a QR code for you to scan for. Um, so anybody listen, if you record a book, um, when you finish recording, it basically uploads, sends you our QR code so that you can take your child's device, scan it, and it adds it to their digital library. Um, can that code be scanned on multiple different devices or is it just one device? Yeah, so if you, um, you would download the e-reader app from 
the App Store or Google Play. So you download that app to your tablet or your phone. Um, you scan the QR code. So for example, you scan it and you download the book to your tablet. Um, you're asking, okay, now if I'm using my phone, am I able to get this book on my phone as well? Or even like, um, now Ellie right now doesn't have a tablet, obviously, because she's one, but eventually she'll have her own as well. And if we're recording these books to put it on both of their devices so they can kind of see their own or people needing to buy two, um, and have like a book per kid, or can they like, like dad can record one to both of the kids and put it on two different devices. Yeah. If you want to send one book to two children, you could certainly, you know, if you're recording the video and you're saying, you know, hi, it's, you know, for the both of you, and then you want to download it. Yeah. Like you said, if there's, so you're creating an account for each kid basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think through this as I'm answering the question, I believe, um, yeah, if you scan that code, so it would, you're bringing up a good point. So I'm thinking, <laughs> because it's all connected through an email. So if, um, see, this is the tech well, part I think of the, the um, the account that my, like when I had done it, it was like one account, but I could create like the kids to it. So like Will has to click on his own icon and then like it would be under the same broad email address because I could create another kid yes. profile for Ellie. Thank you for helping me answer this question. <laughs> yes. So I'm like figuring about it. So yes, each child would have a profile and then you can um, scan that code to the library. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> the, you're good. Do they, um, do they ever expire? Like, um, no. Like it delete That's off the, of it? No. And if you accidentally delete it, or if you, of course, people are going to get a different iPad or get a new yeah. phone or whatever. Um, if you, hang on to the QR code in your email, you'll be able to scan it and those books will download again. But for crying out loud, we have enough to keep track of in our email. So if you do get a new iPad and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I need my books back. All you do is get into, you send us an email and we'll resend you your books. So they're always going to be available to you. Um, and that's the whole point of it is we want these books to be available forever. Um, so yes, we, we have a backup of everything, but um, you would be able to access your books, even if you switch devices or whatever. Well, then I'll be emailing y'all because I think Will deleted my book. Oh, uh, I noticed yesterday. Um, okay. I was like, you know, I want to be talking to her today. So I'm going to like ask if they expire so that I'm not the yes. crazy one. But he had no, like no, gotten no. onto the app yesterday and I was waiting to hear the, hey, buddy, it's mom. And it never happened. And I looked yesterday and I'm like, where did the book go? It says nothing else in your library. And I'm like, uh, excuse you. There was yeah. something in your library. Um, so yeah, I'll resend it. I'll make a note. Thank you. Cause I had looked yeah. through my email to see if I could find, and I, like you said, I mean, it's, it's been a minute. There's, yeah. I try to get rid of, I try, I'm, I'm one of those. I cannot put 
I'll leave all the emails in my inbox. When I'm officially done with the email or the like it's done, I delete it and I yes. like, wipe my hands of it. I do it yep. with my work ones. I do it personal with the podcast one, like everything. If, if I don't need it anymore, cool. I still have the contact in my contacts. Right. Yep. I don't have to worry about keeping up with the threads anymore. So I, I really think this is amazing idea, not just for military families, but just everybody in general, because I grew up with majority of my family pretty much in the same central location. So if I wanted to go see grandma, grandpa, if I wanted to go see aunts, uncles, I could get there easily. Some of them were in walking distance. Like I could get there. Um, my husband, he has, his dad is at least like an hour away, was an hour away from his mom's house. His whole dad's side of the family is in the state of Alabama. Um, part of his mom's family is in like Valdosta, so like Southern Georgia, some in Tennessee, some, um, I mean, just, well, the Southeast, but just like there. And it, you know, thinking about like how, if this technology wasn't this big when I was a kid, but like having this and be able to connect with those things or him connect with his family like that, I wonder like the world of difference it would have made for like those relationships, because there's some family that some of his family, especially he doesn't have Facebook. So they all add me on Facebook in order to like keep up. And he's like, I don't know what that is. I think that's an Anna mine. But like thinking of those connections, I mean, my son, he talks to my mother and my mother-in-law almost daily. And one of my sister-in-laws like daily, and he can pick those three people out of a lineup. But some of his other aunts and grandparents that he may not talk to as often, he has to, he's like, I know you, but I don't know you. And, and lives are busy. I mean, we're all either in school, we're working, um, or their free times are different than our free time. So, I mean, we're all technically on the same time zone because we're on the East coast, but we could move to Japan tomorrow and be on like a completely different time zone. And having that like extra thing where he will always remember who they are. And like, he pops up a video and it's like, Oh, it's mommy or that's BB or that's donut. And seeing those faces and being able to recognize them or is not helping just his literacy and all that build, but also his connection with his family and his friends. Um, I think it's an amazing idea for like military children too. So they could read books to each other and send it to each other. A lot of these military children, they create super close friends and then they move away. And sometimes they never find each other again, unless they end up at the same base. Some parents, you know, trade information so that they could like write to each other, eventually connect on social media. But I think um, a big thing I always hear from like military children, there's a podcast I listen to, Grace of a Military Child in Life. And she talks a lot about, or connects with a lot of military children. And one common thing I always heard was there was not enough for them to stay connected. And like- Connecting through the love of reading is an amazing thing. So I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing for just about everybody. And, you know, of course I'm speaking more from the military side because most of us are within at least an hour, at least an hour from our families. At least I don't know anybody stationed here that has been from Delaware. 
um, that's currently stationed here. There's a couple of people that were, but they've moved that have family close. I mean, I know one has some in Maryland and some have in Pennsylvania, but they still have to drive like an hour to get there. Yeah. All our families in the Southeast. So it's, you know, at least 12 to 14 hours to get to them or a very expensive plane ride. Um, (laughs) And it's just, I think it's amazing. But then I also know um, I have some friends that have had to move because of their husband's um, jobs or their wife, you know, or their jobs alone. And they've had to move to other states and leave their family behind in Georgia. So I think it's an amazing way to connect um, school systems and everybody always pushes reading. It's always about reading, always about math. So it's, it's funny. They, you know, the school systems will tell you as long as you get the reading and math in, it doesn't matter about anything else. So the science and social studies, if you get to it, you get to it. If you don't give them an A kind of like thing, like they want to teach it to you, but they also, they need you to get in the most important two things that you're going to lose for the rest of your life. So pushing literacy, you know, our kids are on technology all the time. They say limit the technology, but in real life, they are at on staring at a screen or on a screen from start to finish of the school day. Right. They're going to do it. So why not add that into their tablet time of reading books with their family members? And um, he always knows that I have the donut book because I picked the donut book and, um, and then he always wants me to give him a donut at the end of it. I'm like, no, (laughs) we don't have donuts. Our our Krispy Kreme is an hour away from us. I'm not driving up there and I don't like Dunkin'. So (laughs) no, (laughs) not right now, but. Is there um, anything else that you'd like to share about um, the platform or just basically anything in general? Well, I, I would just um, sort of build on what you were saying that, you know, staying connected with family and keeping those family members familiar um, is you know, one of the best things about the Make Mementos platform and, you know, for, you know, the families that are going to Japan and you're trying to navigate multiple time zones, you know, you're able to narrate this book and send it um, and they can get it and watch it whenever they want to. So unlike video chat, you don't have to be available at the exact same time. Um, You know, this can be done whenever it's convenient for Mm -hmm. you and whenever it's convenient for them. So, um, yeah, I just, I love that. I love hearing that you found it easy to use. That's what we were going for. Um, and you know, everything we were going for, you just (laughs) described perfectly, like that you were, you know, sending it to your family and, um, all the different ways to use it. So I, I think you just captured all that really well. And I would just, um, yeah, I would just encourage people if you um, need help with anything on how to use it or choosing a book, um, you know, some one of our com- most common questions from grandparents is, what do I say in my video message? Um, if you need help with anything like that, of course, just contact us. But um, yeah, I would just, Put in that plug again. I'm I'm so excited that you're making a list of authors because yep. I yeah. If you if you have if you're an author with a 
children's book for military kids. Uh, get in touch, please. Yeah, I would love, I would love to start seeing um, some of my friends books like pop up there. I'm like, I know that person. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Well, how can people find you shop for books, start recording um, where they can, where, where can they connect? Sure. So the website is make mementos.com and it's M O M E N T O S being that it's making a special moment with a child. So that's why it's spelled mementos. Uh, make mementos.com is where you shop and purchase the digital book. And then right after you make your purchase, you receive an email with instructions and next steps on how to record it. Um, we have Instagram, Facebook accounts. We have a YouTube channel, LinkedIn. What am I forgetting? That might be everything. That's a, uh, yeah, normally website apps, Instagram, Facebook, unless you're on TikTok. Not on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Not I think everybody's gone away from, I mean, at least people I know have gone away from the Twitter stuff or X, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. I just, I, I hated it when it was just regular TikTok and I hate it now. Like it's, I'm not TikTok, Twitter. I love TikTok. I'm too addicted to it. I don't do a lot of posting on that. I just watch them. Um, yeah. But yeah, Instagram is more my life. I would honestly delete Facebook if it wasn't for my husband not having social media and his family keeping <laughs> up with everything. So when I post on there, it's like, oh crap, I haven't showed y'all what we've done in the past month. Here's like a whole photo bomb of just everything um, sometimes I remember to do it, but I'm pretty much like 99.9% of the time stuck to Instagram, which I love. Yeah. So we are doing a giveaway. Um, yes. we're going to do a free ebook. So basically instead of purchasing a book, you would be able to get one of them for free on the website and to record it and send it to a kiddo in your life or even your own kid. Um, so as always, of course, the giveaways will run through my stories on the week of release. So if you're listening to this, the week of release, it's happening. If you're not, you missed out. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so you got to listen to it when it comes out. Um, but there'll be chances for you to enter daily, but then there will also be a chance to enter a code word to have additional stuff. So Michelle, what would you like the code word to be for our giveaway? would like the code word to be unforgettable Ooh, I like it I when I started thinking about doing this I was like oh people are just gonna say something like part of their like brand name or their resource name so I'm always like okay they're just gonna say you know this candle or this this and uh you know whatever and people are coming up with some really like fun creative words and i'm like oh okay yeah yeah that actually surprised yeah. me like that's so fun um nice. unforgettable i love it so i know you know um but i always like to end it with some fun little questions some things can be off the books some things can be pertaining to you um and I always end with some type of like question about advice. So, okay. What is your favorite book for adults? 
I know you said you love children's books, but what's your like favorite? So yes, my current, it's been my favorite for a few years now. It's called Boys in the Boat. So I'm a big nonfiction reader. I do read fiction, but I also um, read a lot of nonfiction. And so somebody recommended this book to me. It's Boys in the Boat. And it is about the um, this crew team from, I think it was the state of Washington. And just, they eventually um, compete and they end up going to the Olympics. But it's telling the story of each individual person on this crew team um and it's just amazing it is a beautifully written story wow and it's the hardships that these boys were going through um in their just in their personal lives and um they overcome all of that and they come together as this crew team and then they you know, go on to do so well and they're at the Olympics and um, just a beautifully written story that I read, like I said, years ago, and it still has stuck with me is just so powerful and um, just a beautiful story. So, yeah. So then what's your favorite kid's book? See, I thought, I, like, <laughs> I hope she doesn't ask that. Um, you have so I many of say, them. I know. I will say, the book that I give as a gift, it's a children's book, is The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. It. Love that book. Um, so, yeah, I, I would pick that just because that's the one I give most often as a gift. That is a really good book. I think my, I like series books. So, like, currently our class is reading, like, the weird school series. And it's, like, a school and it just has a whole bunch of, like, crazy, like, upside down create like they're always like wait what what did they say yeah but I think my favorite read aloud book at least has been um the book with no pictures um the guy that wrote it he was on the office he um it's literally a book with no pictures but it makes the reader have to act absolutely ridiculous um okay point of like screaming talking like a robot calling themselves a boo-boo butt like and it just makes the kids just hysterically laugh and um, you beg for them to tell you to stop reading it and they don't, and they get all hyped up. And it's probably one of my favorite ones to read to the kids. And um, my son and I sit here and we read um, the brown bear, brown bear, what do you see book all the time, but it is sweet because he can fill in the words when I stop reading it. So I think that's my favorite with him. I do love kids books. I have a heart for them. Um, If I could only read kids books, I would, but I actually have to, you know, be an adult sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So you are living in Florida, which is hot all the time. um, Because I know that in the South. So I am a huge person of like, if I'm going somewhere, I want to go to like the best local places. So what is probably like your top one or two places that you would tell people to go? Like, this is a local spot you should go or restaurant store kind of thing. So it's not your typical, just come to Florida to go to Disney or, um, the beach or like, you need to at least check out this local spot. What's something that's been your favorite? 
Oh, gosh, that is tough. <laughs> All right, you stumped me because I'm like, well, so I live um, in this, it's a small town, like it's called Delray Beach, and it's between, just a little bit of north of Fort Lauderdale. So okay. I would say, um, you know, most people think South Florida, they think Miami, they think South Beach, they think Fort mm-hmm. Lauderdale. So I would say, you know, downtown Delray Beach has just the cutest little downtown that, um, you know, there's just this, it's called Atlantic Avenue and all these shops and restaurants and you end up, um, if you go all the way to the end, there's the beach and it's like, it just doesn't get any better than that. So I would say, of course, check out downtown Delray, but wow. That's all. I mean, but that's a secret thing. Cause I mean, if I tell anybody that I've been to Florida, they're like, oh, so you've been to Panama city beach and you've been to Disney. Yes. But there's more to that. Yeah. Um, we go, I mean, we've, we've living in Georgia. We travel to Florida all the time. Um, okay. St. Yeah. Augustine, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, yeah. Um, my grandmother used to live in this, like the Southern part, kind of close to Miami. Um, we've pretty much seen and done everything in the panhandle. Um, and of course I have some friends that still live down there and stuff. So it's always interesting to find those little hidden gems. So like when we moved here to Delaware, that's the first question I asked on the community page, tell me all the hidden gems, like the little towns you want to visit, the coffee shops, the restaurants, because I made like a little bucket list of everything I want to do before we leave here. The state's very small. The list is almost finished. So I added in like, okay, tell me about the surrounding states. Cause yeah, give me something in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and stuff, because I'm, I'm running out of things and we still have a couple of years left, but, yeah. um, just those little things. And it's, it's always better to hear it from the people that have lived there longer because they know this is the restaurant you need to go to. Um, there was a, so there is one place up. It's not in South Florida. It's I think I have to look it up. I think it's a little bit north of Orlando. It's called Blue Spring State Park. And this woman, I was up in that area for um, a weekend conference. And she said, you know, you need to go to Blue Spring State Park because it was in February. You have to go a certain time of year um, because you'll get to see the manatees. And I'm thinking, okay, I will do this because she suggested it. I'm probably going to see a a manatee or two. Oh my gosh, no. If you get the opportunity to go, I don't know. I know for sure February, but I think probably January, February, March, all of the manatees go up to this Blue Spring State Park because the water's warmer up there. I know everybody thinks Florida is warm year round, but the water... The water's never, the water's not that warm (laughs) year round. And so I go to this place, I mean, hundreds of manatees, like, and they build it so you can walk out on these little platforms, these wooden platforms, and you just have this bird's eye view of, I mean, the water is full of manatees. And so that's something that I would say is different. I mean, how many people can say they've seen a manatee? So um, not South Florida, but if you ever have the opportunity, I would say go for that. Cause it is just, it is so cool and so unique that, um, That's awesome. yeah, I would recommend that. 
that would be really cool. There's yeah. like a, um, there's a spot somewhere here or one of the, we live, I mean, the state of Delaware is on the Bay, um, between Delaware and New Jersey. And there's one of the beaches that's kind of near the base, like five minutes behind us. And they have a lot of those horseshoe crabs that come and migrate onto the beach Okay, and yeah. they get stuck and they flip. So people will literally go and we'll walk the beach and we just, it's not one of the ones the beaches that you want to go swim in. It's more like fishing kind of beach, but we just okay. walk the beach and flip them. Like we flip these horseshoe crabs and like let them walk back into the ocean. And it's like, nice. it's kind of like a Delaware tradition that people always yeah. do, but nobody really like plans events for stuff. Like you just know yeah. that you live in Delaware, you need to go flip the crabs. Nice. Like a lo- total local thing. Yeah. And it's, it's those things. Like if I'm going to be living in a state, it's one thing when I just go vacation somewhere, like I'm going to be on the beach, I'm going to go to the local tourist traps. I'm going to do the things, but when I'm going to be living there for a few years, I want to do, I will do the, the crazy things like the, that everybody comes and visits and does like, I've seen the Liberty bell eight times. I'm good with that. Don't need to see it anymore. Um, but (laughs) the, those little like local things. So then when my family and friends come like, oh my gosh, we need to go to this restaurant. You need to try this and you need to see this before you leave. Like these three, yeah. like I have a top three things like you have to do. So perfect. I know you like nonfiction, but if you only could read one type of like fiction book for the rest of your life, what genre of fiction would you go for? Oh gosh. It would have to have some sort of mystery. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's like a, a crime or, a, you know, murder of some sort, or there has to be some sort of mystery element to it. So yeah, not like a, doesn't have to necessarily be a whodunit, but um, yeah have to have to have can't be just like a straightforward not that there's anything wrong with that I like all (laughs) books but um I like to have some sort of something you have to figure out yeah I have um I'm a huge crime junkie so anything that's like murder mystery like I don't care how much detail it is like I love it um I'm, I'm always immersed into it as well it's pretty cool yeah so finally reading writing can be either somebody's strong suit or somebody's struggle. You have, um, you know, you support a lot of writers that say, I can't do this. I'm not the one you do it for me. What advice would you give to maybe a young person right now who may be struggling reading and writing, but wants to try to be better? What advice would you give to those, those that are, they're trying, but might be still struggling? I would say if you, if it is something that you love and you're not good at it yet, that's totally okay. You can get good at it. It is something that you can learn. It is not something, you know, I don't know if there's any writer that's born being a good writer. I think even the best, um, best-selling authors, it's still, nobody sits down and writes a good first draft of anything that doesn't have to be changed or edited um, or improved in some way. So I would say if you're struggling, know that everybody struggles, whether it's their first book or their hundredth book. 
Um, everybody has to work at it. Everybody has to get better at it. Uh, so yeah, there's always, there's writers conferences, there's, um, but I would say, you know, there's books on writing, but probably the best way to get better at it is just to keep writing. So um, just by practice and, you know, there's even at your local library, you can, there's writers groups and, you know, these people get together and they, um, once a week, they read what they've written and you offer feedback on each other's writing mm -hmm. and, you know, you can do that. But so there's always ways um, to improve, but yeah, everyone, I don't care who you are, um, everybody's working at getting better and you just mainly get better by, you just keep doing it. So Yeah. That's what I try to keep telling my students. I struggled. I hated it, but I got better over time. Am I perfect? No. I told him the other day that I couldn't think of how to spell the word multiplication and I needed to <laughs> write it out for, you know, cause in my, Oh my thought, gosh. Yes. Like, there are all <laughs> kinds of words, you know, I'm, I have to look it up every single time. I'm like, you would think I would know how to spell this by now. Yeah. But I don't. So, but I, yeah. I even have that thing that's like, you spell it and you look at it and you think it's completely wrong, but it's not. Yes. And it's yes. so intimidating being a teacher. Like I taught kindergarten for years. And if I misspelled something on the board, it didn't matter because the kids didn't care. Like, no, unless it was one of their sight words or something. But like my third graders can read. A lot of them can. And then I put something up there and they're like, that's wrong. I'm like, oh, I forget that you're actually smart. Um, right. <laughs> you and can then the, do this. The pressure of they think, well, you're a teacher, so you should you're know all to this. Be perfect. Like, you should know it all because you're a teacher. Mm -hmm. No, that's not how it works. No, and it's. Um, I try to make mistakes here and there to prove to them that it's okay mm -hmm. if you make mistakes. Nice. And yeah, um, that's we did. We wrote one of our what our we want our growth goal to be for that year. What is something we want to be better at by the end of the year. And some of them said, I really want to be get better at multiplication because that's what we're learning in math this year. And I was like, all right, guys, I don't know how to spell multiplication. So give me a second, type it in my phone, let it auto correct. Okay. Here's how you spell multiplication because normally I just put the little time symbol and say that right. that's what I need to do. Cause right. <laughs> I don't normally have to spell it out. Um, but yeah, it's, that's the, that's the being a teacher too. It's like, yep. I tell them too, even though I, it's, I have to tell myself that just keep trying. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, I Michelle, we this do. is, yeah, this has been awesome. Um, I'm very thankful that you agreed to come on and, um, tell the world about make mementos. Cause I know I love it and I know other people are going to love it too. I told Pratt I need to add more to Will's little bookshelf thing. And um, I need to go ahead and just create Ellie a little profile so that she can have them on hers when she um, gets a little bit older to have it, even though she's very in tune with Will's iPad. So eventually she's just going to get her own. Um, put some of the baby apps on there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking with us and, um, everybody go get yourself an ebook and read to your littles. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. I I was thrilled to connect with you and you when you finished your book, um, you sent the sweetest feedback. Uh, I was so delighted that you enjoyed it. And uh, I just love what you're doing. I love, um, you know, we talked about this earlier, you, you're out there on Instagram, um, being real and being mm-hmm. authentic. And, you know, with your new podcast, you are trying to help you know, lift up other military spouses and military families and other women and businesses. And, um, and you're doing it all as a mom of two and a working mom. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I just, I'm so delighted to, to see what you're doing and be a part of it. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I hope you loved it because I did. It was just, it was so much fun. And you know what? So when I had asked her about on the podcast about the book that I don't know how it got deleted. It honestly was probably Will because he's more smart on his tablet than I am. Um, Anyways, he, she instantly sent it back to me. It was like, here you go. Like no issue whatsoever. And I will say, like, he instantly had it back on his thing. Like, we were good. Um, And if you're like me and you're like, oh, I don't need his email anymore and delete it. Like, she was so, it was so easy for her to go back into the thing and see it. So, don't forget about the giveaway. Um, All of her information will be in the show notes as well as linked to my Instagram posts and things. The website, um the application you can get into Google play and Apple, um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all those things are in there. And then yes, we have a giveaway. We are giving away a free ebook to record. Basically you will get a code to enter in like when you check out, but you will buy a book, um, with the code, it will send you the instructions and you record your book. It will send you a QR code. Boom, done. Your kid has a book on their tablet, smart device. Um, If you let them use your phone, you can put it on there. Like, it's so stinking cool. So do not forget to enter that. You'll see it on my Instagram stories this week. The code word is unforgettable. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mom Life, Military Wife, the podcast. If you enjoyed, please leave five stars and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I will talk to you next week for another episode. Okay, bye.